Hello and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Wednesday, April 12th, 2023. I'm Mike Cachopoli. All right. How's everyone doing? We've made it to the middle of the week, midweek, midweek. And uh, let's see what's happening. What's happening today? What ha- What's on your mind today? A lot's happening as always, but I seem to be the one who always initiates everything here, and I'm not quite sure why. I'm not quite sure. Oh, yes, because I host the show. That's right. I forgot. <laughs> Every once in a while, I need a little reminder here that I, I do host this show, which is called, and let's be heard, and airs weekdays, starting at 11 p.m. Pacific, sharp, 2 a.m. Eastern. Um, so I guess it is my job to, uh, to initiate the conversation, but, uh, I guess looking through things that have been happening over the last 24 hours since we last spoke, since we last met, the thing that really sticks out is the NPR situation. Now, for those of you who don't know, and you might not know, because to many people, they're not going to care about this for good reason. But NPR has decided to quit Twitter. And the reason why NPR is, is quitting Twitter is because Elon Musk um, made the decision to put the state-affiliated media label um, on their Twitter account. I believe he also did this with uh, PBS and the BBC. He put state-affiliated media now, there was outcry. People were upset. So then he just put, okay, state-funded media, right? So it was no longer state-affiliated media, but it was government-funded media. I believe government-funded media was the, was the label that was put on there. And NPR is upset about that. They are leaving Twitter. They're protesting. They're leaving Twitter. Now... The argument will be, <clears throat> is NPR and the BBC and I guess PBS, are they state affiliated? Are they government funded media? And there'll be a lot of people arguing over that, that technically, no, they're not state affiliated. Technically, no, they're not government funded. I believe NPR had uh, said they 1% of their funding comes from the government. The rest comes from sponsors and uh, people who read the uh, articles. And so, you know, if you watch PBS, you'll often see they do those like telethons, right? They'll say, you know, if you want to keep watching this stuff, we need you to give us money. And if you give us enough, you'll get a t-shirt or you'll get a tote bag or you get an umbrella. You see people out there, not, not in normal places, but in big cities like here in San Francisco and New York with, you know, NPR umbrellas, right? PBS umbrellas because they've sponsored, they've given the money. So, now, what they do know is that 99.9999% of the people who read them or watch them or listen to them or give them that money and get those tote bags and umbrellas are extreme leftists. I don't know anybody who watches NPR or PBS. Um, 
I won't. Well, I don't know as much about the BBC. Maybe Gator, if he's around uh, later today or during the week, can talk to us more about BBC. <clears throat> and if you're from Canada, maybe you can talk to us about the CBC. But I know NPR and PBS here are all left. All leftists watching it. They're all leftists. All leftists give money. So okay, uh, let's give. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt, NPR, and say, no, the government doesn't really give them any money. Okay, fine. However, who gives them their money? Who's their demographic, right? We talked yesterday about Bud Light, not really understanding who their demographic is and uh, making a huge mistake, and now they're losing a lot of money over it. But NPR and PBS, they've never made that mistake. They know who their demographic is, and it's the extreme left. So – Okay, let's say you're not funded. Joe Biden is not necessarily taking money out of his pocket and giving it to you. Okay, Uh, technically, the government, the United States government doesn't have their budget set to give you a lot of money. But the people who are giving you all your money um, and all your views and all your hits and all your listens are extreme leftists. So what are you going to do if you're a company, right? And you know, and we talked yesterday about Bud Light for some reason not knowing who their audience was and making a huge mistake. Let's say you're you're NPR. You know who who funds you, who keeps you going. What are you going to do? How how, what kind of stories are you going to write? What kind of uh, stories are you going? What's your political bent going to be? What's your narrative going to be? Are you going to write a bunch of of nice articles about Ron DeSantis about his great leadership? Are you going to write a bunch of great articles about Donald Trump and all the great things he did for the four years he was president, the economy, no wars, so on and so forth? Um, Are you going to write critical pieces of Joe Biden? Are you going to talk about his mental issues? Are you going to talk about his age? Are you going to talk about the fact that most of the country doesn't want him to run again? Are you going to talk about those things? Let's say during the last three years of COVID, did you ever question the government slash the, the Democratic establishment slash left media's narrative about COVID. Did you ever do any investigative journalism about masks? Did you ever write one critical hit piece about uh, one critical piece? Forget the word hit critical piece about Fauci. Did you do any of that? Did you ever question lockdowns? Did you ever do your own research into lockdowns? Did you ask the tough questions regarding where the where the evidence is that lockdowns worked or mass worked or vaccines were going to work. Did you ever do any of that? No, you didn't do any of that. So what you basically did, if you're NPR or PBS, is you just basically you just forwarded the government slash leftist line. That's what you did. You just whatever the government said, whatever the leftists were saying, whatever the Democratic governors were saying, whatever your other the other left wing media outlets were saying, you parroted that. That's what you did for three years. So is that journalism? This is a great story. I didn't know it was going to happen. I just spoke yesterday about the death of journalism. Right. We don't have real journalists anymore. We have people we have political activists that want to push a certain narrative. That's what they do. Right. They can't do what Walter Mondale did. They can't do what Barbara Walters did. They can't do what the great journalists of the 40s and 50s did. They can't put their politics aside. And we know most of those journalists were leftists, but they were able to put their politics aside and do their job, do investigative journalism. When you found when you were able to catch a government official, a government entity, a, 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 a politician in a lie, 
even if they were a Democrat, that was a great boondoggle if you were a journalist. You knew you did your job. You knew you did your, like Tim Russert did all the time. And I've talked about Big Russ here all the time, which is that he would do that. He would have politicians on his show, whether they were right or left or center, it didn't matter. And if they said something that he knew as a journalist wasn't true, there wasn't evidence behind, that was hypocritical, and had evidence of the opposite, he would show it. He'd put it in their faces. He'd say, look at the, look at what you said six months ago. Look at the evidence. Look at the poll. They don't do that anymore. They don't do that anymore. You know why? They want their leftist agenda pushed, and they want to be liked by these people. They want to be liked by them. They want to be part of the club. We see this all the time now with journalists. They go to cocktail parties with politicians. If you're a journalist, you shouldn't be going to cocktail parties with the people you cover because that's human nature, you see. It's human nature that when you get to know people on a very personal, human level, it's hard to criticize them. It really is hard to criticize them and hold them accountable. And this is, I'm not blaming just journalists. I'm not blaming just left-wingers. This is human nature. It's human nature. Let me tell you a little bit about myself, even though I've talked about myself many times. I'm my favorite subject. I'm my favorite subject. But when I was covering sports, film, whatever it may have been, professionally, I would be loath to do things like film I know a lot of people, film critics, who go to what they call junkets. And what a junket is, is basically it's a film company sending you, like I'm in, I'm in San Francisco now. So if I'm, if I'm a critic, uh, you know, Universal might want me to come and cover one of their films, but they'll pay for like a weekend in Los Angeles. They'll put me up in a nice hotel, maybe even take me out to a dinner or two or a cocktail party or two as I cover their film. I would be loath to do that. I know a lot of people that love doing it because it's fun, right? It's fun. And if you're, if you're in the business and you're making thirty, forty thousand, fifty thousand dollars a year, it's nice to be treated like a celebrity for a weekend. So I know a lot of people that did these things. I was loath to do them and I never did because then you become too buddy buddy with these people. And your job is not to be buddy buddy. Your job is not to be their friends. Okay. Um, your job is not to be soft on them. Your job is to criticize them. Your job is to have a, a critical eye. Now, remember, critical doesn't always mean bad. It doesn't always mean you're saying negative things about them, but a critical eye, a journalistic eye, okay? That is something you need to keep to keep your integrity. And whether you're covering film, the same thing with sports. If you're covering a team, you know, people will listen to sports broadcasters, you know, like Phil Rizzuto and such, who, who cover a certain team. And they'll say, you know, I can't listen to these people. They're such homers. Well, yes, of course they are, because they have been within that organization. They have friends. They get friendly. They get buddy-buddy with people. And they have personal relationships. So it's very hard to put that all aside and have a critical eye. You see, once you get too close to people, that's a problem. What we have, and I never let that happen once again, no matter what I was doing, whether it was covering politics, film, or sports, because you want to keep that critical eye. And you you know, part of doing that, 
when you criticize people, right, when you're able to do your job, they're not going to like you as friends. They're not going to want you to be their friends because you're often doing your job, which is kind of the antithesis of being friendly. All right. So you're not going to develop those kinds of relationships where you're like part of the in club where they're going to look at you as a friend. They're always going to look at you as kind of an adversary. Look at um, the, the White House press conferences, right? And Peter Ducey and, and Christine Jean-Pierre, right? You could tell it's adversarial. It's an adversarial relationship. I'm sure KGP curses him in private. I'm sure they make fun of him in private. We've seen Biden call him like a stupid son of a bitch, right? So that's what happens when you are critical, when you do your job. When you do your job, that's what happens, okay? And a lot of people can't deal with that on a human level. They can't deal with that. They want people to like them. They want to be part of the in-club, okay? They want to be invited to the White House soirees, right? They want to be invited to the junkets. They want to be invited to those events where they need to be critical of the people they're associating with, and it becomes very difficult. And nowadays, I think a journalism... We have journalists who really want to be part of the in-club. They don't like journalism. They don't like that job. They really want to be part of the club they're covering. And that's an issue. We have that a lot these days. So there is the pushing of the political narrative, but there's also wanting to be part of the the in-club, right? And you just can't do that. Look, there'll be a couple of events you can do. They have the, what do they have? The, the correspondence dinner, you know, uh, they, they have events which they'll hold for the media, which everyone can go to, where you can just chill out maybe once or twice a year. But to be doing it on an ongoing basis is a problem. Becoming too friendly with people that you need to look at with that critical eye is a problem. And too many journalists these days have no respect for the profession of journalism. They don't like it. They probably find it mundane and boring and lonely and isolated. Well, hey, baby, that's what journalists is all about. That's what journalism is all about. If you didn't want, if you didn't want that, you should have gone into politics. You should have become a politician. You should have become the people who you need to be critical of. But you're not. You're a journalist. So you do your job, man. Do your job. And when you have places like NPR, PBS, these outlets and their journalists are really too close to the people they cover. They get to know them too well. They become too friendly, right? And they have that political bent where they just can't seem to put all of that aside and do their jobs because, you know, God forbid, these people might not like them. If you are a journalist and you're covering sports or film or or politics and the people you cover don't like you you're doing your job baby you're doing your job these people don't do their job they want to be liked they want to be part of the in club they want to be loved so the fact of the matter is npr pbs these are not real news outlets they're not and there are more cbs abc msnbc none of them are but npr and pbs especially are yes whether it's technically state-sponsored, whether it's technically government-funded, they are firmly on the side of the establishment. They are firmly on the side of the Democratic establishment. They have no problem criticizing when George Bush was president or, you know, or, uh, or Donald, God, you know, Donald Trump, of course, was president. They had no problem being critical then. But when it comes – and that's, that's the issue. It's too one-sided.
It's too one-sided. So you can play a game, these, these verbiage games all you want, you know, where you say, well, it's not really technically government funded. It's not really state sponsored, but it is really, it really, it, it, it is, it is Blanche. It is, you know, and Elon Musk has balls and he knows this. So he slapped this, you know, so people understand that this is not actual like, uh, critical journalism. This is not fair journalism. This is not, this is not journalism that's going to treat Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Could, could NPR really make the argument that they treat Joe Biden and Donald Trump equally? That they treated W and Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton equally? Are you kidding me? Of course they can't. There's no argument to be made. Just go back and look at the hit pieces they write about Trump compared to the fluff pieces they would write about Joe Biden. How many hit pieces do they write about Biden? How many fluff pieces do they write about Trump? It's obvious. Come on now. So it now they're being upset that someone's finally calling them on what they are, calling them what they are. Okay? They're upset about that. They were getting away with this for far too long. No one else was doing this, right? No one else had the balls to say, you know what? We're going to call a spade a spade. We're going to call you what you are. And now they're upset over it. They're crying over it. And they uh, are leaving Twitter. Oh, my goodness. What will we do? What will we do without NPR and PBS on Twitter? What will we do? I don't know. We probably would have done a lot better over the last three years if they weren't around, right? Because all they were doing were perpetrating the lies the lies that were told by the establishment, the lies that were told by big government, right? The lies that Big Brother were telling, they were just furthering those lies. They never, there were never a checks and balances. And that's the problem. They were never a checks and balances. You see, if I'm in the media, I'm a journalist. And March 15th, 2020 happens. And it's, oh my God, hair on fire, close everything down, throw those masks on your face. And get ready for the vaccine. As a journalist, I'm, who's, I'm saying, who's saying that? That wasn't coming from the birds. It wasn't coming from the dogs. It wasn't coming from the trees. It wasn't coming from the air. It was coming from the government. So what I say as a real journalist is, huh, I don't trust that. I don't trust a real journalist doesn't trust anything the government says. Doesn't matter who is there. I don't care about D's and R's and G's and L's and letters next to people's names. If a real journalist does not trust anything the government says. Look, when I was covering sports, I didn't trust anything the team told me. Why? People say, why, Mike? It's only sports. No, because PR departments are PR departments, and they're going to put the spin that they want that's best for them, not necessarily best for journalism, not necessarily best for fairness, not necessarily best for the public. What's best for that entity that that PR firm covers, that they get paid, those PR people get paid to make look good. So I'm not trusting anything the people I'm covering are telling me. Now, they might be telling me the truth, but I'm going to look into it. I'm going to look into it. I'm going to sneak around. I'm going to be a sneaky journalist. I'm going to do my job. I'm going to be Woodward and Bernstein all in one. And I'm going to find out if what they're saying is true. And if it's true, I'll say this is true. If it's not true, I'll say they're lying. This is the truth. Or they're lying. They won't tell us the truth. That's what journalism is. Okay? 
That's what journalism is. And no journalists, we're picking on NPR now and PBS as we should because they're the worst offenders. But no journalist did that job in March of 2020 and said, wait a minute, let's take a breath. Well, wait a minute. Let me, let me, let's see. Is this the worst virus ever? Is this something we've never seen before? Do we need to lock down? Do lockdowns work? Do we need to wear masks? Where's the evidence masks work? A vaccine in less than a year? That's never happened before. Let's look into that. Nothing. Shit. Zero. So pardon me if I'm not going to shed tears for NPR and PBS and any other fake journalist outlet that Elon Musk, who runs Twitter now, it's his now, baby. Remember, hey, remember uh, when the Democrats and the left were telling us when Twitter was owned by the former people uh, and run by the Chinese Communist Party that, hey, it's a private company. They can do whatever they want. They're a private company. They can do whatever they want. They want to ban people. They want to censor people. They want to delete your account. They can do what they want. Get your own social media platform, man. Get your own social media platform. Well, now Elon Musk owns Twitter, and he can do what he wants. And if he wants to put next to my name, asshole, he can if he wants. I don't think he would. I think he kind of likes me. But if he wanted to put asshole, it's his, it's his company. It's his company. Okay. Or if he wants to put genius, and he might one day, he can put that next to my name. It's his company. What happened? All of a sudden, it's not a private company anymore because a guy they don't like, who they loved uh, two years ago. They loved him two years ago. They hate him now. And it's his company, but it's not really his company. He can't do what he wants. The former These people are so hypocritical. You have your, 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 your head spins in a million different trying, directions trying to figure out what the hell they're saying. And there's any consistency in any common sense or any uncommon sense to any of it. And there isn't. There isn't. So it's his company, okay? And if he wants to call them out for what they are and put state-sponsored or government-sponsored or whatever it may be next to their name, he can do that. And I'm glad he did. And once again, I'm not shedding any tears. I'm not shedding any tears. Let them prove how fair they are. Let them prove all the great journalistic work they did over the last three years when it comes to those things I've mentioned, like lockdowns and masking and vaccines and, and, and closing schools and making infants wear masks. Let them show all the journalistic work they did, okay? Let them show all the great journalism they did to question the the word of the authority, the word of the establishment, the word of big government. And since they can't, one can only assume they're run by the government. Okay? They're pushing the government line. It's like they are a PR firm for the government. NPR is like a PR firm. It could be like national public relations, basically. National public relations. I like that. Especially what they are. That's basically what it comes down to. And now they're just mad that someone has finally called them out for it, that Elon Musk has finally said, you know what, it's time that people who don't follow these things as close as we do know the truth, that they know the truth, you know. And I actually have no problem with Elon Musk. If I ran Twitter, I might go further. I might like next to MSNBC and CNN, I might put. You know, extreme left-leaning journalism, 
next to their name. And if and, and if and if you know he wanted to put right leaning journalism next to Fox, I'd have no problem with that either. Okay, I'd be very. I, I believe in fairness, but it comes to the point now where these outlets are going to have to, um, I think, come to terms with what they are. Okay, and maybe journalism. Forget about the defunding and dismantling and rebuilding of the police department. Maybe it's time we defund, dismantle, and rebuild journalism. I, I really, I really think we should do that. I think that's very important. That's very important. Um, and I think that when you look at the facts of the matter, I don't think NPR or PBS has, has, has a leg to stand on when it comes to saying what Elon Musk has done is unfair. Okay. Everyone knows what they are. Any fair minded person knows what they are. The only people who are going to look, even the leftists who give them their money, who, who, who contribute to their telethons and get those tote bags and umbrellas, it's so disingenuous for them to say that they are an extreme left-leaning because that's the reason why they give them money. You know, this is a joke. Do you think that the, the leftists who give them money Give them they, they truly believe they're giving them money because they're a fair and balanced, great journalistic outlet. No, they give them money because the, the journalism they do agrees with their worldview. That's why it is so intellectually dishonest for someone on the left to say, oh, well, I love NPR and PBS because they're just great journalism. No, they're not, because if they were running stories that were favorable to Donald Trump that criticized Joe Biden, that criticized the pullout of Afghanistan, that criticized what's going on at the border, that criticized lockdowns and masking and vaccines, these liberals wouldn't give them a fucking dime, okay? They would turn them off. They give them money because the things they hear and see, they agree with. That's what it comes down to. And that's not great journalism because... Uh, an outlet says things that you agree with that doesn't make it great journalism. What is that? What kind of a arrogant mindset is that? How arrogant do you have to believe that great journalism means they agree with you? What are you a fucking genius? Everything you know is right and true. This is the liberal elitism. It really is. And I, I, I actually believe that if you put right-leaning news next to Fox, I don't think they'd really be that upset about it. Not the way NPR is, because they, what they'd say is, yeah, absolutely, we agree with that side more. That's an honest way of looking at things. So NPR and PBS to just come out and say, yeah, we agree with the leftists. We, we love Democrats. We hate most Republicans. Why won't they be honest about that? It's obvious in what they cover and how they cover it and the people who listen to them and the people who give them money. It's obvious they love the left and hate the right, but they're not honest about it. They're not honest about it. They'll say they're doing great journalism, and it just so happens that the Democrats always do almost everything right, and the Republicans almost do always everything wrong, and they believe that horseshit, that total horseshit, okay, that they justify in their minds that this is good and right. Like I said yesterday, because of Trump derangement syndrome, justifying in their minds that what they're doing, the bad journalism they're doing is warranted because Donald Trump must be taken down. And that's the righteous thing to do. But it's not up to journalists. 
even if it was, even if you agree that it's the righteous thing to do, that's not the job of the journalist to do righteous things. That's not their fucking job. They're not Mother Teresa, okay? Their job is to cover everybody critically, everybody with a critical eye, whether they personally like the person or not, whether they personally vote for the person or not. That's what journalists these days, these young up and coming quote unquote fake journalists don't seem to get. You cover every fucking thing you hear with a critical eye and they don't do it. They don't do it. And so it's time that we start calling them out for what they are. And of course, this greatly, greatly upsets them, greatly upsets them. Um, and now they're leaving Twitter. They're leaving Twitter. And they, once again, this, they're so out of it, right? They're so out of touch that they don't seem to understand why Musk is doing this. They don't seem to get it. And they put out these, once again, these self-righteous statements that we do great journalism and we have no one has any influence over us and we are fair and balanced and we, journalistic integrity. And it's total nonsense, total horseshit. It really is. There's been no t journalistic integrity at outlets like NPR and PBS for a very, very, very long time now. A very long time, you know. So, but they live in a vacuum. And when you live in a vacuum... And you're constantly being told by your listeners and your viewers who give you that money that get those tote bags and stuff. That you are the best. You are absolutely the best. It gives you a big head. But all that should tell you is that if, if you do polls and you see that 96% of your listeners are of one political bent, you should understand just from that poll, you're not doing journalism. Because if you're doing real journalism, you would turn on half the people and turn off. No, there'd be one story you do, which would turn on half. And, turn, and then another story would turn off the other half and turn on that half. Then you know you're doing good journalism. Then you know it. But NPR and PBS, in a way, can't do that. Because then they wouldn't make all the money they make. It's the left that keeps them going. And whether it's the government or the citizens or whoever it may be, it is the left that keeps them operating. Therefore, they know they must placate these people or they will lose that money. They will lose that funding. No one will give to their telethons. Now, they do their telethons in a very sneaky way because it's not like they'll cover a news story and say, and then come on, you know, there's always, it's usually a man and a woman, right? Middle-aged, and they come on, they go, well, who love these news stories? They don't do that. They'll do something fluffy. So if you're watching PBS uh, or listening to NPR, when they do their telephones, the PBS telephones are always like, you know, they'll play like Frank Sinatra's greatest hits. If you want to hear more of Frank Sinatra, this great programming of Frank Sinatra and the crooners of the 50s, please give us money. And that's how they do their telephones. It's never off of news. It's never off of the news they cover. It's, 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 it's always something fluffy and something entertainment that everyone can agree on. Okay. So it's kind of underhanded how they do their fundraising. But still, most of the people who watch those networks are leftists and they give their money.
and they get their tote bags. I want you to next time, if you want to do a little experiment and you see someone with an NPR umbrella or a PBS tote bag, go up to them. Don't don't be threatening. Go up and say, hey, how about something like how about that damn Trump? We got I guarantee you not one of them is going to say, oh, I'm a Donald Trump fan. What are you talking about? <laughs> just do an experiment. Seriously, just go up to someone with an NPR bag or a PBS tote bag and say, you know, boy, would you, oh my goodness, what are we going to do if that horrible Trump wins again? And every single one of them will immediately be your best friend and talk your ear off about how horrible Donald Trump is, okay? And then you'll know the truth, okay? There is no fair and balance when it comes to these places. They're They're listened to by lefties and they're run by lefties. Listen to and run by lefties. That's what it is. Okay? So, you know, Elon Musk is actually doing the right thing. I back him. I hope he doesn't back down. I certainly hope he doesn't back down, you know. Because actually, we don't even need them anymore. We don't need any of these news outlets on Twitter. Because when we get the real information about COVID, think about the last three years. Where did we get the real information we didn't get it from news outlets. How many news outlets gave us the real information, the real truth about COVID? How many news outlets in March, April, May of 2020 were writing anything negative about lockdowns, were against lockdown, were questioning the 15 days to stop the spread mantra, were saying that was a lie, were saying that was a lie just to get people to comply? How many of them? Where? Where? How many of them were questioning Operation Warp Speed? How many of them were questioning the efficacy and safety of the vaccines? How many of them were writing in-depth journalistic pieces about this stuff? Zero. Zero. Okay? We got our information from people like Marty McCary and Jay Bhattacharya, right? And friggin' Cat Turd. That's where we got our truth about COVID from. From Cat Turd. Okay? How, what, <laughs> think about where journalism is. Okay? When we're getting... <laughs> the real news from Cat Turd, not from PBS, not from the NPR, not from CBS, from Cat Turd. But it's the truth. This is where we got our real, actual information on social media from. The news outlets were no help. In fact, they only hurt people. They only hurt us. You know, Jimmy Dore has said this many times. What kind of a world are we living in where you have to turn to a, a, a stupid comic, a stupid stand-up comic like me to get your news? And he's absolutely right. He under, you know, he's a modest guy, undervalues himself a little bit. But the point is made, right, that we don't go to these standard news media outlets that we used to be able to go to two or three decades ago maybe more now, maybe four decades ago, where we'd get our real news, where we'd get real stories, where we'd get real critical journalism that questioned, if you will, the man, right? Those days are over. Journalism is, in fact, in fact, dead. I mean, we have to rely on citizen journalists now. We have to rely on citizen journalists. So, aloha, on a steel guitar to NPR and PBS and BBC and anyone else that wants to leave, don't let the door hit you in the ass. But there is a decent amount of funding, I believe, that does come from uh, the government, as uh, Musk and, and Lauren Boebert have uh, called to defund NPR.
So this is a story out of The Hill, all right? Elon Musk and Representative Lauren Boebert called for NPR to be defunded after the outlet announced it would no longer use Twitter due to the social media platform slapping it with a government-funded media label. Defund at NPR, Musk tweeted. You see? I didn't read that. Isn't that exactly what I just said? Defund NPR? And this is what uh, uh, Musk tweeted earlier uh, Wednesday. After sharing an email that said the media outlet was no longer using Twitter, Bobut responded to the Musk tweet by saying, I've been saying that for quite some time. Let's get it done. NPR said it decided to stop using the platform because the government from the media label undermined public trust and its editorial independence. Of course, that's a that's a, that's such a joke. How can they say that the public trust them? The leftists trust them. That's it. And editorial independence. There is no editorial independence. They're basically run by the the DNC and the leftists who fund them. Twitter had initially labeled NPR's account as state affiliated media, but switched to the government funded characterization. Over the weekend, which applied to outlets including BBC, PBS, and Voice of America. We are not putting our journalism on platforms that have demonstrated an interest in undermining our credibility and the public's understanding of our editorial independence, NPR said in the statement Wednesday. The NPR also said it receives less than 1% of its funding from the government. Must also mocked a page on a website that says federal funding is essential to public radio service to the American public. It was unclear whether Musk and Boebert were calling on the government to drop its funding of the outlet or were calling on readers and listeners to stop contributing to NPR, which accounts for a larger portion of the organization's funding. As I said, yes, the government funding is a small part of it, and that should obviously stop. But the larger portion does come from the readers and listeners. But to pretend those are like across the political spectrum is ridiculous. It's 99 percent extreme leftist, not people who are center left. You talk to most people who, who, who watch these outlets, listen to them religiously, give money to them, and they are extreme leftists. Okay, every issue across the board, extreme left. So, like I said, whether it's government funding or not, it's still funded by one extreme side of the political spectrum, which means it's not fair. It's not real news, r- real journalism, which I don't know if it exists anymore. I don't know. So today, <clears throat> speaking of journalism and such, uh, I'm, I'm taking a uh, Uber ride. I actually posted this on Twitter <laughs> and I get in the car and uh, I notice after about sitting in there for 30 seconds that the, the, the driver is listening to uh, the last word with Lawrence O'Donnell on MSNBC. And uh, then I look at the driver and he's, he's not only has a, uh, a mask on, not only wasn't the regular, this wasn't any old mask folks. He had on one of those like, what are they called? NK94. It looks like a penguin. You've seen those, right? Where it's like, it's this huge monstrosity. That I don't know how anyone can even fucking breathe through. Well, they can breathe their own germs constantly for eight hours, I guess. But so, and I say, oh my God, how, how, how much sense does this make that this masked driver 
is listening to The Last Word with Lawrence O'Donnell on MSNBC. Now, I thought to myself, okay, that makes sense. That's Lawrence's audience. That's MSNBC's audience. But what kind of world do you have to live in where you have a business? Now, remember, these cars are their business, are these drivers' business. That's their business. That's their that's their establishment, right? So why would you assume just because you're in the crazy shithole nuthouse San Francisco is that everyone that goes into your establishment, into your car, is going to be a leftist and wants to hear the last word with Lawrence O'Donnell. First of all, I would not be playing any news of any kind if I had an Uber or a Lyft. I'd be playing music. I'd be playing music. And I'd even ask, as I've been asked from time to time, what kind of music would you like to listen to? And usually I say, whatever you want. I don't care. You know, but to assume that people want to hear news when they go into an Uber, not news, by the way, because Lawrence O'Donnell is not news, that they want to hear political commentary when they go into an Uber and especially left wing political commentary is really indicative of the kind of person that lives in this city. They just assume that everyone agrees with them. I mean, but don't these Uber drivers know that a lot of tourists use those cars? That a lot of people, tourists from, let's say, middle America might come into their car and they don't want to listen to this stuff. They don't want to listen to this stuff. And I I can't believe he hasn't had people walk into the come into the car and say, please turn that off. I don't listen to that stuff. You know, it's 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 such a closed minded universe here that once again, they all listen to NPR. They all listen to MSNBC. They all give money and get those tote bags and umbrellas. And they live in their own little insane asylum in which everyone is like them. Therefore, they don't know they're insane. They think they're sane because everyone thinks like them. Everyone talks like them. Everyone believes like them. And they get to the point of not really being in touch with um, reality anymore, not being in touch with uh, sanity anymore. So this just struck me as incredibly tone deaf, really. And it's like if I owned a restaurant, I'm not going to be blasting Fox News, all right? If I owned a bar, I'm not going to have Fox News on the TV. If I if I was a dentist, I'm not going to have fucking Fox News or or any kind of 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 a political commentary on the radio. It's 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 so ridiculously dumb. It's like no one actually cares about their business anymore, about their business model anymore, about having the best kind of business. All they care about is their narrative and pushing their narrative on others and listening to people who just agree with them, that they that they agree with, that they agree with. So what was Lawrence talking about, you ask? Did you ask that? Well, of course, the Tennessee Three and how courageous they are. And we'll transition to that now because I did want to talk about that. Uh, The Tennessee Three. So we know I still don't know the process. I'm still trying to figure out the process of why uh, they were expelled and brought back a week later. I, I, I kind of get it that the city... The city councils or the city committees were able to override the state legislature. I don't totally get it. I really don't. Um, but evidently they're back, I believe. They're all back. But have you seen these articles with these insane people who believe that this is like 
he is risen, comparing this with Jesus Christ, comparing these these two men with Jesus Christ and his, his rising from crucifixion. I, I mean, it's these people are so insane to even think about making that comparison. You have to be a sick person. There's got to be something wrong with you. There's got to be something incredibly wrong with you to compare these two things. I, I, I Think about the mind. Think about the mind. I use that word lightly. That would even think for a second that these two men, okay, who took, play, uh, took part in an anti-gun rally, that broke decorum, right? They broke the rules, which is why they were expelled. Are on the same level as Jesus Christ, or what, what they believe Jesus Christ is, if you believe in that kind of thing. Uh, I, I can only. How lost are these people in their narrative? How lost are these people in their world that they would even think about making a compare and not be ashamed, not be embarrassed? I'd be embarrassed to make that kind of a comparison. I really would. I, I really would. I'd be embarrassed. I'd be embarrassed. I would never say such a thing. I would even, and there are people who I really like. You can like these two guys. You can dislike them, but you can like them. You, you know, cause Democrats hate the second amendment and they don't want it. They wish it wasn't there and they'd love to get rid of it. So you can think these two guys are heroic. You can agree with their point of view. I agree with Ron DeSantis. I like Ron DeSantis a lot. It's no, you know, if you're a listener to this show, it's no mystery that I like Ron DeSantis. I've made it very clear. But I would never, ever say Ron DeSantis is like the is like Jesus Christ. I really wouldn't. And I've joked, right? I've joked about that if he takes Donald Trump and Gavin Newsom out in one election cycle, he'd be heroic to me and so on and so forth. But I would never, my brain would never go there. Okay. My brain would never go there because I'm not insane. These people are insane. And they say it with a smile on their face. And what's really sad is that, of course, these people go on CNN and PBS and NPR and MSNBC and say these things. And it's not like one commentator on those stations says, "Uh, you know, let's let's pause on that. They just play into it. I saw one guy go on, I believe it was CNN or MSNBC, and say, oh, this is like, because we just had Easter. And he goes, oh, on this Easter weekend, this is like the rising of Jesus. He is risen. They are risen. And instead of the commentator saying, did you take your medication yet? It's, it's, in, the, it's in the bottom drawer next to your bed. Go get the, the commentator's like, yes, just like Easter. Yeah, He's playing into it. These commentators are playing into these people's insanity. And so I'm thinking, is the commentator insane too? Or is he just making this guy's insanity even worse? I don't know. But not one of them in any instance said, yeah, I like these two guys also, but let's take a little break from the Jesus Christ talk. Not one of them. They totally played into it. They made it worse. And I ask you, is that journalism? Would a real journalist do that? Would a real journalist do that? No, a real journalist would say, that's going a little too far. Don't you, don't you think, my friend? 
You want to, I want to actually give you a chance to take that back. So you're not embarrassed for the rest of your life. That's what I was saying. Do you remember, speaking of that, remember that guy, Al Campanis, who was an executive with the Dodgers? And this is going back in the 80s. And he was on, was it Al Michaels? No, it wasn't Al Michaels. It was uh, the guy with the crazy hair. What was his name? Oh, man. Who was the journalist with the crazy curly hair? The red hair? Ah, ABC. It'll come to me. It'll come to me. If it comes to you, write it in the in the chat. But Al Campanis is on the air with this guy, and they're talking about blacks in baseball, in the managerial positions. And this guy, Al Campanis, says, well, blacks don't have the, you know, how can I put this? The, uh, the mental capacity to be managers. Not carrot top, Daniel. Jesus Christmas. <laughs> Daniel knows nothing regarding the television set or any people who have ever been on it. So it's tough. I'm, 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 I'm asking the wrong person here, believe me. But uh, anyway, so and Al Campanis says, well, no, blacks don't really have the mental capacity to be in the managerial positions. And so the guy interviewing him said, uh, uh, Mr. Campanis, uh, I'd like to give you a chance to think about what you just said and say something different or to take it back. And Campanis pauses for a second and says, no, I stand by what I just said. They don't have the mental capacity to manage. And that was the end, rightfully so, of Al Campanis. But the broadcaster, the journalist, said, knowing they were, jur- they were journalists, they did their job. They said, what I just, they're thinking that what I just heard, did I just hear right? I'm going to say something about this. I'm going to give this guy a chance to take that back to save himself. He didn't do it, but he gave him the chance. And we don't have that now. We don't have that now. Think about it. I'm not saying everyone. I mean, that statement is so egregious. But is is saying these two black kids are like Jesus Christ any, any saner? No, it's insane. But not one so-called journalist said, you know what? I think you might want to take that back. All right. I think you want to take the no, not Don King, Daniel. He's not a journalist. <laughs> uh, yeah, he did have. I, I, all right, are you going to go through everyone with crazy hair now in the media? <laughs> no, not Don. King. He didn't have crazy hair. It was like it was odd for an older guy to have that kind of big head of red hair. Who is it? Come on, I'm going crazy now. You know what? We have something. Why do I always forget this? We have something called the Google machine. So I can just put in Al Campanis and it'll come up, I'm sure, because I do want to give the journalist, I don't believe with us anymore, uh, the uh, the credit for this. Al Campanis. Al Campanis racist remark. Oh, Nightline. Nightline. Come on. Who hosted Nightline? Who hosted Nightline? <laughs> Not Don King. He didn't host Nightline. Uh, let's see. who. It'll come up. It'll come up. Yeah. Um, but anyway, like I said, but that, that's real journalism. That's real. Listen to what the person you're interviewing is saying. Listen to what they're saying. Listen, be a good listener, take it in. And if they say something that's totally bad, crap, insane, call them on it, call them on it. If they're saying something crazy, call them on it. That's what a real journalist does. That's what a real journalist does. 
And those days are absolutely gone. And it's not a small thing. It's not like, oh, uh, it's too bad. We can live without it. We can't live without it. We can't. This this is not sustainable. It's not sustainable having fake journalists who are enemies of the people. All right. It's not sustainable. It's just not. And Ted Koppel. Ha ha. Ted Koppel. Hello. Remember Ted Koppel? This is Ted Koppel Nightline. That's who I'm talking about. But Ted Koppel was a real journalist. A real journalist. Once again, long gone in the category of uh, Barbara Walters or, or, you know, Walter Cronkite, Ted Koppel. We don't have those. And you can't argue with me that we have those people now. We have no one like those people now. There's no one that comes close to those people. Yeah, there are people who look good, who people who have nice voices that sound good, that know how to read well off of a teleprompter. Big fucking deal. Who cares? But we don't have great journalists anymore. That's the problem. We don't have good journalists anymore. Now, is it, I, you know, I wish this, this I'm, anyway, I can't see what your name is right now, but I'm putting you on. Reza, Reza, how are you? Yeah, that's my name. You got it right. Can you hear me? Yes, Reza, how are you? How are you? Thanks, Mike, for putting me on the mic. <laughs> yeah. Now, you, you so, just wrote, you were in Iran. What do you mean? Yeah, I live in Iran. Yeah. It's oh, you Iran. live in Iran? Yeah, I'm an Iranian. So, Are you calling from there? Yeah, I'm calling from Iran, Mashhad, right now. Oh, and very cool. The how, situation how is, in here. What's that? Like, you, you were talking about, yeah, like not being free to write whatever you should be writing or being prejudiced, right? Mm -hmm. And I wanted to tell you something about that. Like in here, people are literally dying on the street and you don't have the right to even record with your phone. Oh, no, they should I know. just die. I know. Yeah. I know. I mean, and even yeah. if you do, you send, you send it. I've actually done it personally, right? Mm -hmm. I've saved lives and I'm not proud of anything I do. Uh, like those, our heroes who die every day and some of them, my friends, even, uh, they are the ones who should be, I don't know. It's not like <laughs> gold medal is waiting for me and... Anyway, I even send those files to authorities, Persian authorities outside who are supposed to be our voice. And what do they do? They just, yeah, your message, just two takes even on WhatsApp or Telegram, anywhere. And they don't give a damn. You see, they just choose what to show even our own voices outside, let alone other governments who actually would even. <laughs> so you mean, you mean it's voices. all government, it's all government censored. Everything, like Everything. you see with your own eyes, like even just yeah, just last night what I was hearing or seeing on the streets. Not, not nobody even there's. If even if they have the courage like me or other or some others, yeah, to film these things, like we we are literally just putting our own lives on the line just by filming because they will just shoot you in the head. I know. Now I don't want to. Once again, I don't like extreme comparisons, so I don't want to compare what's happening here with the journalists to Iran, yeah. but. Here's the problem. But you're in the U.S., right? Right, but we're heading in that direction here is the problem. We're starting um, to head in the no, direction No, I don't now. want to compare things. No, I'm not comparing. I'm just no, saying. No, no, I'm not either. This I'm is, just saying. This we're is heading. in addition yeah. like, to all the things that are happening with, with journal journalists, of course, yeah. And here is, like, that thing is just completely, I'm just going to say, say something here. Uh, when the situation gets this extreme, this red, you don't, you no longer, like, even think about 
the news and everything, you see, because they don't cover reality. And even in your country, I'm sure they don't cover reality, no. right? No. Even if they're allowed to. Yeah. But they, yeah. Or they just cover their own personal preferences. Like inside apps like this, we are completely free to say whatever we want. But I've seen so many that would just censor your words or would mm -hmm. just throw you out of their groups. And yeah, they don't allow even their own fellow species to talk. I have a question for you. Okay. Ask me that. Okay, so I've I've seen many films done by Iranian directors, Abbas yeah, Kiristami and great spiders. Iranian directors. Now, I, they've made many films that are critical of the government there, haven't they? Like, yeah, but I I've watched every single last one of them, and mm -hmm. all of those films are actually made by the government itself. Believe Even the ones that are critical of the government. Yeah, yeah. Like, none of them portray any any truth. They're just complete BS, to be honest. Really? Like, the latest one I watched, and I wanted to throb, literally. I actually watched it alongside a girl named Massa. She's actually a close friend of mine. Uh-huh. Yeah. Not Massa, I mean, who died. Her name is Massa Irancha. Yeah, so she wanted to throb. We both just wanted to just puke, and we couldn't just continue. Just And the film was A Spider. Yeah, I guess you, you've heard about it. Mm -hmm. right? you, mm -hmm. It's actually showing my city, Mashhad, and none of the things, even the graphic, like the things they show, it's not my city. It's some other place, either in Afghanistan or some Arabic country. And the, the actors who talk, there are none of them are Iranians. And you guys out there listen to this and you might be thinking, yeah, this is reality. And oh God, the thing is, we cannot reach out to you. Like just how many American friends do I have? Hmm. Max a thousand, perhaps. Right. That's a lot of. You have a lot of. You have a thousand that's, American that's nothing. friends. That's really? nothing. Like, the thousand is nothing like, compared to. But I, like, just imagine out of that thousand, I would be talking to maybe a hundred, and out of that hundred, maybe ten of them would actually be real friends. And what can that, that ten do? Like, it's nothing. Like, even if they go out, would they go out and preach and talk about the situation? Or they actually don't have the amount of security even up and up, you see? Right, right. Because of, yeah, the politics. I mean, don't think that your government is any less brutal than ours. They're just sugar-coating things. Yeah. Well, they just they just can't get away with the things yours does. But they'll do other things. I mean, they'll, they'll intimidate journalists. They'll intimidate people who criticize them in other ways. But they have to yeah. do things in the shadow. Well, I mean, the, you something. know, we, we, we've, what we've seen lately, they'll get a local district attorney to prosecute them. They'll get the IRS, the Internal Revenue Tax Service yeah, on, on their true. case. Yeah. I mean, there, there are lots of things they can do to They're intimidate more, people. Just getting more brutal on the daily. That's, that's a fact. Like uh, one of my old friends from Washington, the capital of DC, I actually told her, his name is James, actually. We've been friends for more than 17 years. And uh, he was talking about this whole clip situation with guns. Like they are making them smaller mm -hmm. so you cannot uh yeah you can have enough bullets they're already scared of revolting like your people just going yeah taking to the streets and everything the young the my generation i mean so i'm like 28 and he's my age we were like classmates almost for years yeah i've been to other places i'm not saying i've only been to iran i've been to poland to other places to tokyo mm -hmm. even i know nine languages <laughs> oh wow! So Nine languages, huh? Yeah, thanks. Uh, uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, I know. 
nine, but I speak five of them on a daily. So the other four is like just for rewriting and reading and stuff like that. Right. Polsky would be definitely. That's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, oh, thanks for that. How about no, you? seriously, nine languages is very impressive, man. There's no, uh, doubt, no doubt about it. Now, how is, um, how is, do they ever cover like uh, our local politics there? Like, do they ever talk about Donald Trump? They do, but actually they talk more truth about your, <laughs> you guys than they talk. Like they completely do not, are you talking about our government and our news like i guess the, the news yeah the news media yeah yeah they don't call <laughs> they they have not even like it's been since september last year we just mm -hmm. took on this yeah we started to revolt in a bloody manner like it's just right red and they don't even acknowledge this yet like they they haven't even come out and say oh yeah people are, don't want us or whatever and they're revolting because we are just hmm. Bad, evil, whatever. You just—they just want them on us dead. They don't say they haven't said a single word about that. But they talk about you guys, yeah, about Trump, about everything. Actually, they cover you a lot more than they cover Iran itself. So, and, and I'm guessing they don't. I'm guessing they they don't like Donald Trump, right? Because he pulled out of the uh, agreement and all that, the arms agreement. Actually, nuclear him, treaty. for some reason. After that hacker group, and I'm not sure if you have heard these, these things or not, but they actually got some documents out of yeah Trump's house that like, it was like four more than 4,000 papers that has been just in direct contact with our regime this entire time with our system, mm -hmm. with this, right. with this system we have here. So they're actually literally just having, yeah, doing things behind the curtains together. And like the company that supports your security actually has been supporting their security as well and it's like tci i don't remember the name exactly right <laughs> i'm talking about the the um like the company that supports the security of uh like the security agents like what would that be like like cia for you guys would be separate here so yeah something like that <sighs> what what is the situation it's, it's, it's there disaster, disaster with the, the uh are uh, are citizens in Iran? And forgive my ignorance; I should know these things. But are citizens in Iran citizens. allowed to own guns? No, I mean they, they actually we do have guns. I mean these days we just yeah beat the I mean these law enforcement on the streets. Oh, of course they're killing you. So we might no, not not the them. law enforcement like you, the citizens. Uh, like you have to arm, arm up. Like, you have to protect yourself. This is a must now, and it's easy to to get your hands on guns and. Considering the situation with uh, with Ukraine and uh, we are on the bo borders with yeah, Afghanistan, Turkmen, yeah, all these countries around us, we can easily. But of course, it's not legal. That's, that's what I saying, mean. The, the government doesn't want you to have guns. Nothing is legal. Uh, even breathing here won't be legal in, in a few days. Like they, <laughs> even having all right. Ever since the, they are not a government. Like anyone who would call them a regime or anything, sometimes they get actually. On the internet, uh, I got that thrown, <laughs> I thrown out a group just because I called them the regime. Right. Like, what else should I say? There has mm. to be a name, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> because they don't, they don't have, they have zero legitimacy to us. They are not even Iranians. Like, they're they're not Persians, and uh, like they, most of them can barely speak our language. They just, they're just a group of terrorists 
mostly from the neighboring countries that just took over. I mean, it's still a revolution 44 years ago. And uh, for 44 years, they've been just sucking our blood. And yeah. Uh, so. Is there any uh, talk on the, on the news media in Iran about uh, what the U.S. is doing with the Ukraine, about all the money we're giving to the Ukraine to fight Russia? Mm, they actually... To be honest, that's actually that actually goes for circle because they blame the U.S. But they they don't talk about the Ru Russia like they, they don't even yeah they're on the same side with Russia and at the same time, it's like they are doing a reverse psychology thing. They're yeah. like almost identical to what you're saying now. See, you just said the U.S. is to blame for everything. You see, so they they will say the same thing, but they mean <laughs> they have different intentions or maybe not. I don't know like. God knows what, what they are doing. Uh, like, it's uh, <laughs> just too fucked up. And uh, if you want my opinion on this whole thing, they're all the same shit, to be honest. They're all, even, even in Russia and the US, all these governments are just hmm, beyond the curtains. They're just one with each other. And what's, the, just... what's the general like feeling among the citizens and your friends there about the US? Oh. Is it a... Is it a favorable opinion? Is it not favorable? Is it, uh, Actually, did, did, you know, the, the, the government or no, the I people, mean, people, the people, just, like people, you know, regular people. Yeah. I'm talking, yeah. I said, um, about your government or about your citizen. Yeah. Uh, well, that's a good question. And I guess there might be a difference there, but maybe the government, There's a about, lot the of government difference. about the government. Yeah. That would be just your own. You're just on your side. Yeah. Just like you guys. I mean, our governments are identical, just on the surface look different. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, you guys hate your government, and we do hate our, ours. We just don't, we are just revolting already, and you guys are all already revolting, but in in different ways. I hope that yours won't get bloody like this. Well, isn't it amazing what the people could do if they got together, right? Because I mean, the media, true. the media wants us to believe that the people the citizens of iran hate us right that's what they want to perpetrate the idea that we are hated the people are hated what they don't want that's us to know bullshit well, yeah, what they don't want us to know is we all have more in common than we that we think or we want to admit that we do and that yeah. how the governments would have no chance if the people just because got they cannot, uh, yeah that's their only way to right. survive i mean to divide to divide right definitely yeah. Unity, forming a unity. Just imagine we are the yeah yeah we would be just on the other side of this planet, like forming a unity. Just will destroy. Actually, not a, just imagine. Actually, I wanted to really think about this. Here, Iran, this country. If our Shah and our Princess Noor, I mean Pahlavi and Reza Pahlavi has the same name as me. I'm not sure if you know about them, but they're yeah we are supporting them to come back here. They're actually making moves. Like uh, we had a petition on change org, and <clears throat> people they did not access to to Iranians. Like we cannot really access the internet. Like I'm a software god. That's why I'm able to use like even like yeah to access what? the internet right now. Other other Wait, Iranians cannot. How do you use it? What, what do you use it? How come you can? I use like layers upon layers of VPNs like to just oh, to destroy the firewalls. Oh, I see. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Okay. The amount of security, the firewalls they are using now, 
you would have to be smart enough to be able to directly attack Facebook servers. And I am, believe me. Mm -hmm. Then you can actually bypass the, this filtering and yeah, talk to someone like you, mm -hmm. Colin or, or yeah, on Facebook, anywhere. They right. have even blocked us access to Instagram, to Telegram, to WhatsApp, just all these platforms. So we couldn't vote there, but it still did. I mean, thanks to people like me, we did just for free. Uh, we did whatever we could. Just hand to hand, even I have installed VPNs on God knows how many smartphones in my city. Like even doctors couldn't access the internet. Like, and apart from like, we don't care about like, yeah, I can't get my post out to viewers. No, not like that. Like, the only reasons we would do things like this, people like me, is so they can vote. And some of them actually don't. They would just go go and watch porn, perhaps. I don't know. Some 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 of the, the people here actually they only care about themselves. Yeah, even they're like, hmm. uh, as long as we just care about, like, we are on this, it's just this limited ego here. We won't reach anything. See, it, there, there's something wrong with people, not just one thing, more than one. <laughs> and even with my people, like, I sit, like, what they do. I sit in my eyes, like, some of them just only care about themselves. I still only care about themselves. Yeah. Even what though... What do you do? If I can ask you, what do you what do you do for a living? Uh, right now, it's impossible to work even like as a software engineer. Here. Like you would need right. the internet, and and even if I have the internet, others don't. Like how can they buy my programs, like or whatever? Like, mm -hmm. and I'm too busy actually, too busy protecting people, and yeah, doing th things for the greater good to even be thinking about money and work and things like that. I could be dead next day. Like ah, I'm not saying like. I, I'm not diverse, but it's still people like me, my generation, uh, and even our fathers. Like we are all get involved now. The entire country, like we are, like inside inside in borders, we are like a hundred million out borders, four hundred per hour, like four times even more. Yeah, I think like we're half half a billion. If I get that number right, yeah. So hmm. not even considering half breeze or a quarter breeze here. Our population is a lot more than you think. Like those who speak Persian, like the Persian language is really common. Afghanistan, Turkmenistan, all these countries were part of the Great Persia. Yeah. Sorry. Is there much uh, talk amongst either the media or the people there about uh, a war with the United States? Uh, it all boils down to this revolution. If we succeed in fucking this regime up, actually everything will just. World War Three out the window. Everything just mm. we will cut just um, any possibility for Russia or these yeah our enemies, our common enemies to do jack shit. Just imagine Iran and you guys just forming mm -hmm. a unity. But but they said if we unite forces, they won't be able to do jack shit. Like literally, we will cut the bridge between China and Russia and all these terrorists in this area. Like literally. They won't be able to do anything. Hmm. So you may not believe it, but the previous world war, like, yeah, just all these big things have a small beginnings. I'm not saying Iran is small or Poland is. I've lived in Poland, so I'm almost a citizen. I could say, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but what happened? The first attack, Poland, of course. Right. And this, right. I think everything boils down to Iran this time. Hmm. What happens in here will impact the entire planet, and that's something that needs to be heard.
by everyone on, the, on, on this rock. And I've been doing my best to just hmm, talk about this. And I have enlightened a lot. And um, if you have a large audience, I would love for you to do the same thing. Because people need to know. At least they have the right to know before <laughs> something like World War III kicks off. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, that's a lot of the talk on this side uh, lately is the, uh, you know, impending, you know, uh, the current problems we're having with uh, Ukraine and Russia and, and China getting involved and, and China and Russia getting together. Yeah, Ukraine yeah. is nothing here. Believe me, they all, they all talk about Ukraine, but all that matters is Iran, believe it or not. We, this, these mullahs are actually giving the missiles to, then it's not the U.S., it's not the, actually, or maybe it is, yeah. I mean, the U.S. and Argov are literally the same thing. So we are supporting Russia to missile attack Ukraine. So everything else is happening in this area. This regime has, and also other regimes has, have their hands involved in this. So we need to take away the authority and the power from all these nasty governments and people need to then, yeah, later on, we can think what kind of system we want to replace these goals with. But this is literally the new world order happening. But this in, in the direction things are going, people will need to come up with a new government format themselves, like things that have been in place so far. None of them are of any use in this world right now. Right. What do you think? What, what's the state of the economy there right now? Oh, what will happen to the economy after this? No, now, right now in Iran, what, what's the state of the economy? How is the economy? Our money's value is just uh, unknown. Like, literally, you go to the supermarket, <laughs> you don't know what your money is worth. <laughs> is that right? Like you don't know what your life is worth. When you don't know what your life is worth, it's worth, yeah, yeah the bigger the gun, maybe, maybe more value your life has. Yeah. So... It's unclear, and the U.S. Pro, I mean, we usually gauge, uh, I mean, the amount of price the money has or value it has, via, like comparing it to the U.S. dollar or the pound sometimes to euro as well. Mm. Mm, it's just crazy. Like, let, just just to give you a taste, with one USD, you can now order like God knows how many, like quality sandwiches no just normal ones you can order like five six ten perhaps mm -hmm. just with one usc imagine you could just feed your entire family so that's just crazy wow <laughs> like how much do you pay to just just a mcdonald's like it's regular size <laughs> i wish i could I guess, mcdonald's i wish i could tell you i don't eat there but if, the prices of everything are going up here i mean uh, it's, it's like Five USD at least, right? Like ten. Yeah. I don't know more than that. Oh yeah, I, probably the average cost of Big Mac here is probably five, six dollars, seven dollars. Yeah. yeah. The ad you can buy <laughs> a car or a house. I'm, I'm not. I'm kidding, but yeah. yeah you can't buy a house with seven bucks. <laughs> It'll get there. I mean, if things just go to, yeah. the way they are going. Yeah, house there for seven. <laughs> if you could buy a house in Iran for seven bucks, I'd be there tomorrow. Let me tell you. Uh, I don't care how bad it is. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> you know, but it's like you know what I 70 times more fucked up than your economy, to be honest. Is it like, now we have no econ economy. We're just living was, a single life. Was there a lot of um, uh, 
how was how was COVID handled there? Was there any government oh, mandates? Oh my goodness, nothing. Like they they would just literally give us more COVID, like to kill us. Like that's what they did. I mean, I I saw it in my own eyes. Like they they had drones. Like actually, I got sick myself. I lost. I, we do kilograms. We don't do pounds. Can convert it. Uh, I lost around forty kilograms. That's just crazy. Just scientific. You lost forty kilograms. Yeah, just because of this fucking COVID, the new generation. It's been actually I'm starting to recover now. I recovered only ten kilograms, but there's yeah thirty to go. Wow! And this was crazy. I didn't get vaccination, of course I wouldn't. But yeah. that was before this whole revolution, and uh, and even then they were they knew they could predict it all. So it was like uh, I guess a few months ago when I got sick, like really sick. And uh, I saw, I was just walking and they were using drones to express something in the atmosphere. I was like, what the shit is this? I ran away. Then I, yeah, other people started dying after that in my city and in other cities. Mm. And they all reported the same thing. And I'm sure the world news didn't cover this one. Uh, like <laughs> they, they were literally just spreading shit uh, in the air. And yeah, I got sick after just reaching... This room that I'm in now, yeah, my safe house or whatever. It's my parents' house anyway. Now <laughs> I just got sick. Do you I live in? A, sick do you, li you live in a major city or outside the city? Uh, in a major city, of course. Mashhad is like the shadow capital, like South. Oh, is it? Shadow okay. Capital, you know? Okay. So you, uh, actually, you live in a major city. You know what I yeah. notice when I when I've seen movies that take place in Iran, which I've always, which always stood out to me, was that. The people, the homes there, the they they almost look like fortresses in the way they're you know like the gates in front of them and the doors. It's 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 almost as though they're fortified. Well, is that is that true? What you see in the movies or what people? No, the, the homes I, will, I see in the movies in Iran. I will the, send you what they look like in reality right now. Like all right, let me give you everything like, about me, my Instagram and everything. And on my Telegram, they're actually pre-recorded videos as well. They don't show like what movie? Which ones? Political ones? The, well, the, just the films that uh, that are made by Iranian directors that you know that take place. Oh, in, in Iran. none of them take place in South Iran. I have I haven't seen a single one that actually were, was recorded in, in in Iran or in yeah. And we get we really furious. That's why you get so much hate from Iranians themselves. From, those who actually are rare Persians, some of them were born outside, perhaps, didn't see this place, or some of them just hated Iran so bad because of this government. Even our own people, yeah. I would, I would hate Iran as a whole. Maybe uh, if you asked, <coughs> if you asked me like ten years ago, yeah, when I was still in Poland, for, for reasons, of course. I mean, uh, I've changed. I've become somebody else completely in the last ten years. So that was disgusting. Yeah, I mean that is just the way they they portray my country and my people, and it's just <laughs> uh, you'll just either laugh or throb, or both happening at the same time. Right, right, and right. Knowing that the entire planet is watching makes it even worse. Like before, like maybe back then, um, we actually like have you seen that film like that one? The Oscar actually is on the IMDb list. A separation. Not there in Simeon, of course. <laughs> You've seen what, it, perhaps. What's it called? A separation. It's like uh, about a divorce of two. Oh, oh, oh! I, I haven't seen it. I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. 
that film like was just we were like, we watched it and we were like what the shit like <laughs> what is this so when you're seeing film now i guess some of the films i'm talking about are um like uh from curious Tommy, what like let's see the ones i've i've really seen through the olive trees a uh, taste of cherry uh, the wind yeah, will carry us those films are the ones i've seen yeah i have them all on my hard drives i got more than and you're saying that their their depiction of Iran are just not accurate Actually, I was exactly talking about the same thing with another friend. I mean, I have from the U.S., but you're from the U.S., right? Yeah. 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 I'm in San Francisco. Well, he has been my friend. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Uh, that that guy's <laughs> from Seattle. And I was talking to We just made friends like a couple of weeks ago. And um, we were talking about the exact same thing, but not in this particular dimension, but the exact same thing anyway. And I told him I will send him some samples. Uh, I've done intensive research, actually, for a while. I was curious to see, like, can I just find one single film that just shows something real, just something, anything, just a real actor, actress, or just something real that will happen? Like, have you seen the Spider film? I have not. Rape? I've not seen it. Like how how the Jerry's rape the women here and right, uh, right, 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 prostitution and just really awful things, and you see. Uh, at first, you just start. Uh, you read. You read the IMDb, yeah, and you're like, actually, it's really famous nowadays. Everyone's talking about it. And I downloaded this thing, hoping that maybe this one, because this actually happened met a meta revolution, and I was like, God, please, this time at least show something. Don't support the regime, because so far all the films you've made actually, yeah. You're talking about the oh. film Holy Spider. Yeah, Holy Spider. By, yeah. by, by yeah. A- Ali Abazi. Right. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, one, I have not seen that one. It was from last it's year. Dominate, yeah. Like dominated for uh, some some crap, I guess, some awards, didn't it? Like, what's the ratings? And that takes place in Mashhad. Right. Okay. Yeah, in my city, of course. In your city. And it's not yeah. even my fucking city. It's, it's some other city. It's either Taibad or, yeah, it's some city in Afghanistan or. Even Afghanistan doesn't look that bad. Uh, I don't know. Well, is is that because people can't film there in Iran? No, 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 no. It's not that. <laughs> it's because those directors want to <coughs> show to you guys that we are retarded fucks. Just a bunch of barbarian, retarded idiots that don't know shit, can't even speak English properly, can't even speak our own language for crying out loud. Like, guys in, those, in, in this film... Even main, yeah, I mean, all of the characters they speak Farsi, Persian, the native mother tongue language here, in the least sophisticated way. Like they can't even say the words right. Like they get everything wrong. And if there is anyone from your country or from other places that knows our language, they will be like, "What the shit is this? Are they really talking like that? Did they learn Persian or did they learn some alien language? Like what are they talking?" <laughs> yeah. And you're right. It was filmed in Jordan. It was filmed in Amman, Jordan. Yep. And who goes that far to even research that? Yeah. See, you did it because I told you. Like right. I was talking about this. Well, and that's what. Just watch. Yeah, yeah, I'll actually often do that when I see a film. I'll go on IMDb and I'll say, just to see, was it really filmed there? <laughs> was it? Was it really yeah, filmed? In you're that a place? smart guy. I you mean, know? yeah. But just talking you're to right. you, I can tell how smart you are. And how old are you? I'm 51. 
51. That's really nice. I mean, talk to me. it's an honor to talk to, some, to someone like you. Oh, it's and great you. to talk to you, man. It's fantastic. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad you're listening from out from over there. That's great. Well, you see, the reason I uh, actually installed this app, I was on Clubhouse and other platforms. It was Lawrence M. Krauss? Um, I do, I do talk to him a lot. That feels, yeah, he's, I, of course you know about him, right? And Richard Dawkins. Yeah. They've been yeah. just role models to me my entire life. And yeah, I mean, I love those guys. It's not about being an atheist to me anymore. It's just right. respect and all the things I learned from them. And yeah. Um, do you, he was giving a talk here. Do you have family there? Are you, your family yeah, lives here? Of course, around? my family lives here. Okay. All, in the, my entire family. And, I was in Poland. I had a fiance, a Polish fiance there, and I was studying there. Things went to shit. I had to come back here, and then yeah, things went to shit even even worse than right they already had. And I, then I yeah, I had to stay just for the sake of my parents and also to protect the land. I mean, I uh, it's not like I'm uh, like what did they say these days? <laughs> like, there's a music video actually the, the band if you want to watch news actually i would highly recommend you go and watch some music videos made by the band sod or system of a down they are persians okay uh, yeah or even the music made by those guys actually they're oh, really above illuminati yeah believe it the things they said like in their music inside the and the music are just so deep everyone's actually listening to their music these days yeah it's just like they are from the Illuminati. They actually made music videos like 20 years ago and are happening now. Like they made a music video four years ago or three that they, everything, this entire new world order shit that's going on right now and things that are yet to happen are portrayed inside that. Everything happening in Iran, they show and in other, other, other places as well. That's just crazy. It's called System of a Down, and um, actually they made uh, the second, like there are two, two, two guys that, that sang inside the band. Uh, the first one, for some reason, didn't appear in the latest music video. It was just about Iran and its culture. Mm -hmm. uh, it was, I don't know, that really so that's how you that's how you'd recommend that we over here get a really good idea. <laughs> Of Iranian culture, like there are some bands like Airfun is like a rapper, like you know, actually I, I know him. Mm -hmm. So the music that he makes, but it's not like in English. Let me actually find English material. I can personally just my, inside my own channel or yeah, link some some shit. I guess like our mm, yeah, Reza Pahlavi of course, our king and the queen uh, or the princess Nur Pahlavi. Nur means the lights. Uh, in, in Persian, right? Pahlavi is their family, of course. They were the kingdom here, and we had Reza I, Reza I, I, Reza I, I, I would be him. So, if I by any chance take over, I would be IB. <laughs> it's becoming GTA now. Right, right, right. So, checking out his Instagram, you can find things in double language. Actually, he speaks English, French, and Persian, Farsi. So yeah, all these languages. So they would be the best source, I guess. And then say Sakwi, perhaps Messi and Najat to some degree, but Iranians are gonna hate me for this if they hear this. So I won't, re I won't really name. Uh, but but still, yeah, even Messi. Where did you Where did you learn to speak so many languages? 
I self-educated myself. Uh, you, oh, you're, you from, just learned them yourself, huh? Incredible. Yeah. I mean, when you I, take psilocybin, psilocybin for seven years, your wow. brain capacity just, uh, you become an alien, to be honest. And I don't know how, just why I learned things so fast. I learned to speak, like, how to speak Polish, Polsky, in just a few weeks. In a few weeks? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's just crazy. That's insane. And Russian, I just uh, started... I don't know why I got this knack for languages and also for computing language. I'm a computer programmer. Mm -hmm. And I make apps. I've made more than uh, more than a thousand so far. And the thing about making apps, that's my main forte, but I studied AI and coding, of course. Java is my yeah language of preference. Right. And... I make apps just for myself. Can you like look at my phone? All of the apps I'm using, I can send you screenshots from the MP3 player to the, to the one I'm sending emails with are just made by yours truly. And uh, the only thing remaining is just replacing the OS because I don't trust Google, to be honest. Right, right. And yeah, no one trusts Google actually, anymore. <laughs> I had had a feud with Facebook, with Zuckerberg as well, and WhatsApp and Instagram, and yeah, I mean those platforms are just. Hmm, conspiring with, with these governments to just yeah. at, le at least we're getting some fairness from Twitter now because of Elon Musk, you know, but Twitter for, as, as you've Telegram seen, I'm sure really. has been in cahoots with the government here to censor voices they don't agree with. Yeah. Telegram is the best one to be honest. Like that's the only thing I recommend, recommend just for people to communicate with each other. Uh, it's the most secure one and you can send anything, anything to anyone. That's Does, the only way, actually, these days. We, do you do you guys use TikTok there at all? No, no. I mean, we, we don't have time to. We can uh, if we, if, for example, I can if I uh, if I'm allowed to. <clears throat> I mean, if I'm allowed the time to, I can install it and yeah, use it. But uh, hmm. people can uh, only access it. like somebody told me, not just one person. <laughs> when you're asleep, Reza, we don't have internet. When you're up, we have. Yeah, like when I just get up, just imagine just. Hundreds of my fellow mentioned, what do I call them? Yeah. They message me uh -huh. using the SMS service because they have no internet. Rather, you mean I just your, your, your followers? Yeah. No, my fellow men, my fellow countrymen here. Countrymen. Yeah, countrymen. Okay. Yeah. Compatriots, yeah. Compatriots, yeah. 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 I, I'm not a, I'm not a, just trying to evade. And so they rely on nationalists. you. They rely on you for the internet. Yeah. That's amazing. Exactly. Like, I see that like, like, like one time it was like 2,500, like six, uh, God, what, just how many SMS messages from different people? And do I have to reply to all of these? Like, uh, yeah, I have to send them another link so they can install the next VPN that's working. And uh, we mod things because they, they, have, they, don't, they can't even get online to buy VPN service. Right. So we have to hack the pre-existing ones, or make VPNs ourselves. I have made more than I can count myself. It's amazing. Yeah. So you're a real computer <laughs> whiz. You're good at computers and the internet and yeah. technical stuff. Yeah. Hadn't been for people like me, the entire internet would be gone now, like literally gone. And I have made an algorithm. Can you believe? Because we are always gonna be. Yeah, I'm actually a head, like the head of a group of programmers that are yeah working for for people here so <clears throat> i am at the time like i'm doing whatever i can sometimes i don't sleep for seven days eight days can you believe that you don't sleep for a week yeah i can't because if i do the entire country will die 
Like you, you're just this is, this is this is actually bigger than I thought it was. You really provide the internet <laughs> for everybody. Actually, I came up with a solution, and I said, if I do, I just do this. That was the last thing I remember saying to, to the hackers or coders. They're not hackers. Well, yeah, the hacker thing it has a negative impact. Like, you're trying. You're, you're trying to actually teach them how to do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I Very became uh, like. Famous there. I mean, I just entered that group like uh, I was in the shadows. I don't really like to be around people. But uh, the reason I got famous was I was just so they call me the fearless one. <laughs> it sounds like because... it to me. It sounds like <laughs> yeah. fearless. Are I you the... <laughs> are you afraid of the government? No, nothing. I'm I'm not afraid of anything. I'm not this. No, not, not anything. Just when you're not afraid of life. How can yeah. you be afraid of dying? I mean, no, I that goes into the spirituality and yeah. solipsism and stuff like that. And <laughs> so far, I've, I've like literally transcended death more than I can count. And life seems like a video game to me. Like the way I've hmm. been on the streets and I haven't died so far. Right. I'm either Neo from the Matrix series or, mm, yeah, Keanu Reeves. Would like Keanu Reeves? Keanu Reeves? Yeah. Yeah, I'm with John Wick Four. I'm I've been just like that. The way he didn't die. Ah, uh, oh, it's still didn't die. I mean, I'm but don't tell that. people what happened at the end. Don't tell them, Reza. <laughs> I'm not gonna spoil things. But he doesn't die. Like never dies. Yeah, no, I know. Okay. I know. I know. I know. So John Wick like Five. That. John Wick Five is coming out soon. <laughs> so. Definitely, but uh, yeah. They make so many plot twists here and there, and they just let it, mm, yeah. I'm not gonna spoil anything. The film is amazing, and uh, if you're gonna check my Instagram, actually, I uploaded the entire film. Uh, so those who don't want to get spoiled, don't watch. Actually, it's in two parts. Did you put so, your yeah put your links in here so we can follow you? Oh, if you want to you put go. your links in the chat, I do, and yeah, uh, yeah. If you put if you put your links in the chat, then we can follow you. Here's my username pretty much everywhere, and I'll actually copy and paste something great. <laughs> yeah, this whole link problem will just fly out the window. And if there are any Iranians here, they can definitely get my help. For you are the first. You are the first Iranian that's called this show. So I don't. Oh, that's something. And how many yeah. people do you have on your show? Oh, I don't know. I don't have many on this. We have we have lots of people on call in, and I don't think anyone is from Iran. I think this is. You're thinking, you think you might be the first. You might be the first. Actually, I found just someone else, Martin. I guess yeah, his name was. Mm -hmm. and he was half Iranian, but could speak Farsi, but didn't live inside. So right, right, right. That was interesting. And uh, we did you. Mm, are you one of those guys who were actually listening to Lawrence Krauss in that conversation by any chance, or uh, do you have I'm any friends in common here? I just joined up like four days ago. Oh, you just signed up, so you're new to call him. Yeah. Huh. How did you yeah, find out about it? Doesn't it? Show. it doesn't show I'm new because, uh, yeah, on, on Clubhouse you get this badge when you just join, but in here, that's actually, I should contact the head of the developer. Develop. Actually, they, this app was got so many lags and I mean not just lags just bugs and yeah errors in the code right <laughs> I can actually fix this app um, well the guy who owns don't you have any Colin, the guy who owns Colin is named David Sachs S-A-C-H-S and he's on Twitter so if you look up David Sachs S-A-C-H-S on Twitter 
he owns he owns like, Colin. Right, I just memorized that. Yeah, on he's Twitter, uh, why all of them are on Twitter. Like, the only place I'm not. And he owns Colin. His friend Elon Musk is actually a friend of his. So they they both David lives in San Francisco, and uh, Elon, Elon Musk is Musk. a friend of his. I think I think I David's was, uh, David's wealthy like Elon Musk. So. Uh, I was this close to having a conversation with him, with Elon Musk, and I fell asleep. Yeah, just was last night, I think, or mm-hmm. night before that. I don't remember. I'm just outside of time. Yeah, I had a friend who has a friend who has a friend, like, just friends with Elon Musk, and yeah, it was the first time I would be talking to him. Like, I don't know why uh, everyone's talking about Elon Musk these days. And AI, actually, I have... Uh, made a group discussion here about AI and perfect, like pro coding and stuff. Oh, like that. the, the AI discussion, Reza, I don't know. <laughs> it's gone in, insane that now. You know, there are people it? who are afraid that AI is going to take over the world. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, I got something to tell you about that. Actually, that's complete war crap. Yes. Um, to be honest, no intelligent body would ever do evil. Did you give, yeah, I mean, did you get um, inside the live chat what I just sent? The entire, my entire being just, <laughs> did you get it or not? Well, I think people watch too many movies and we've, we've seen so many movies, especially recently about, you know, AI taking over and computer. And you remember this 2001 Space Odyssey where, you know, Hal takes over. Yeah, Kubrick, that so, film was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the so, guy. I think people see too many movies. You know, I don't think I'm not really concerned with AI taking over and destroying. Yeah, that's humans. just uh, propaganda. They want us to be afraid. Uh, did you get my message on on the chat here? Yes, I got it all. Oh, so Telegram, like Instagram, WhatsApp, Telegram, Facebook, WhatsApp. Messenger, yeah, Skype—you're all over the place. You get everything. That's great. <laughs> okay. Actually, I got even more, but that uh, actually would have to make a new text body. <laughs> no, that's great. But, yeah. That's even for calling me, for calling me, you can use the numbers directly. You can call me. This is like my international, it's always on. Like anyone would be able to just call me. Well, you put, you put it in chat now, so anyone can call you. You got, remember, remember the the world is seeing this, Reza. So, okay. Yeah, you can actually do publish this episode. I would love, love for me to be just, do you publish your episodes or you just? Yes, I publish every episode. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Every I mean, every don't, episode don't is published like ten minutes after I'm finished. It's up right away. That's yeah. great. Because yeah. some groups like yeah, they just talk and talk and then and like oh god, I said so many important things and I just lost access to all. <laughs> no, no, yeah. I, I I publish everything and I promote it and send out the links on like Facebook and uh, Twitter and True Social yes. and Getter. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So I yeah. I. I'm I'm really good at self promotion. I'm pretty good at that. <laughs> so, how, how, that's amazing. You so know, ethnicity. Uh, you're, you're just born in the U.S. or do you also speak multiple languages? Yeah, I, like, I barely speak English, Reza. Can't you tell? No, I mean I speak English. That's, that's about it. I mean, your English is perfect. Uh, I, I was mean, born here. Well, I'm born here. It better be. <laughs> you know, so you know, I was like getting the feeling maybe you know you're like bilingual at least you know it's uh, i should i should really since you've learned so many languages on your own i should really have more confidence in in learning other languages because i've taken courses like in italian but i was never able to really grasp any of it you know honestly you have to throw yourself you do you have to encapsulate yourself with the language with the culture you do you keep everything 
Yeah, you have to really dive into it, it delve help? into it, right? Yeah. I mean, did the curse really help, help in the end, or did you just feel like it was a waste of money? Yeah, it just, I, I find it, I, I think it's difficult for most people to learn new languages, because you, your brain is so accustomed to one language, right? That yeah, but it's tough but to do. Uh, yeah, for the beginners, you definitely need to learn the alphabet and everything. And for that, you don't need to buy curses. It depends, like, if you want to, yeah, maybe learn just you're just oh god i have to learn italian just right now and yeah maybe but well if the, pope, we can... if the pope can do it i can do it right <laughs> <laughs> so you guys actually pay for things like that i mean oh, <laughs> we just go online and pirate things we have another option because yeah the internet is actually can you believe the deep web is, is easier to access than the surface web like yeah there's no <laughs> i know yeah i know and i think that might be a great use of AI is learning another language. I'll, I'll, I'll say AI, teach me French. Maybe I can learn actually, French from AI. I have, actually, I told Lawrence Krauss this and he's still in, a little bit in shock, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he talks about AI as well. We do talk a lot and I, um, I call him Lawrence Sensei. Sen <laughs> sensei, whatever. Yeah, yeah, Sensei, sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Japanese. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, the Japanese language is, know, is one of the la those languages, and that's a way of, I mean. Mr. Mr. Miyagi. I'm an anime, I'm a big anime fan, and uh, how can you watch anime without getting interested? Yeah, really, just any do you, interest. Uh, do they release most of the American films there? Oh, uh, yeah, but the, the censorship depends on what would keep us hypnotized. But we don't watch the TV. We watch the satellite TV ah, for the most part. Ah. Yeah. And even, you see, after they came here, they sent, at least, as I've heard, I've been told, they sent at least two, uh, sorry, 20,000, 20,000 different bodies to our borders to, to each and every country on the planet mm -hmm. just to talk against these, them, to talk, talk against themselves. Yeah. Wow. Set up the opposition, what is named the opposition of our, of the Iranian. Well, yeah. Huh. So all of them have been found just sucking our oil, our resources, everything. Just <laughs> yes, yeah, I know. Getting paid to, to, to talk against the regime. Can you believe that? Yeah. So I can, can I can believe it. Yes. The opposition. They can control our minds, the opposition. That's just fucking crazy, man. <laughs> like, I know. And we're just, our oil, like, imagine we, are, we should be one of the richest countries. On the planet, or if not the richest, of course, and we are the poorest. Why? Like all the entire oil we have, everything we have, they're just sucking out and selling for themselves, giving to the even to the U.S., to Russia, to mm -hmm. China. I don't know, doing whatever the shit. Then it was last summer or the one before that. Like people were just dying. It was before this revolution. We were dying out of heat during summer. It was so hot you couldn't even breathe. And I had to, like, um, I'm really good with batteries and I at inventing things. So I had to just use these uh, Elon Musk battery cards, uh, car, car batteries, sorry. What right. Say. Yeah. They're like, you've seen them, of course. They're yes. small. Yeah. <laughs> and attach them to each other, like, just use solar panels to just like, give electricity to, yeah, the water coolers and everything in the house. Um, Do you... They cut off electricity. They, they cut off the electricity, it. so there's no yeah. air conditioning. Exactly, they would do that right now, even to cut off the, to destroy the internet connection. 
And yeah, I was saying, I've come up with an algorithm. Uh, yeah, that, that time they did that. It was to mine Bitcoin with China without electricity here. So they're just, I mean, oh God. Anyway, so the algorithm, just jumping back. I mean, Jeez. I didn't finish this. Uh, the algorithm I come up with was to create another internet. I mean, that would be the last result. That, that was the last, one of the last things I said to that group and I haven't been online there for almost, yeah, five days, four days, I don't know, yeah. So you find, you find a, a way to get, you, you find a way to hack everything, to get around everything. I found a way to just recreate internet, just create another internet. Yeah. Like literally, you can, yeah, this is the general idea. Like just imagine two devices, how we get connected to each other. We like, this is how the, it's, it's actually an AI you should make. Uh, so two devices get connected form an internet, literally, and they become routers for others. Like you buy a hotspot, it doesn't matter if it's wires, Wi-Fi waves or other means. You, devices just get connected to each other by a hotspot and they're just connected. Nothing is happening because you haven't defined a protocol right, or any right. means for them to communicate with each other. Jeez. So that's the AOS, AOS job. And you don't need the internet anymore. You don't need SIM card. You don't need anything. All you need is batteries to charge up your devices, your laptops, your phones, whatever you can use the Wi-Fi. They just get connected to each other and amplify the, the, the Wi-Fi coverage. So the entire planet will finally get connected right. without governments right. controlling anything. That's what the way it has to that? be. That's the way it should be. Yeah. That's, that's great. great. That's like decentralized things. And just imagine if you had that. I mean, I would personally, actually, I've set in the stone, I've set in the stone rules for this and uh, consequences, whatever, for anyone who's going to make something like that. If I said, if I die and if any of you guys can create, want to create this, take over. Yeah, you're welcome. But do these things. If you don't, there will be consequences. Uh, there was actually 11 things. One of them was this, like, uh, one of the features this AI needs to have for security of mankind, of course, mm. uh, for the sake of security and being safe. Just, it's not about country to me or about anything. Just for, imagine you are, or you, I, I am just getting arrested for no reason. What's happening here right now? Like, we're getting, right. yeah, just dying. Like, some, some, like the police is killing me on the street and no one <laughs> comes to my rescue. What this AI does and can easily do via access to my, everything I have on my phone, like my mic, the front end, the back camera, and yeah, other things. It can actually easily tell what's happening to me and it can relate to others, even put me on live feed. See? Wow. And lock the phone up as well so the, the police, before they can do anything, Others will come to my rescue. Mm -hmm. Just imagine that. We can take back the entire planet from these governments. And this will, this will happen. I mean, this is the only way mankind is going to survive. If, if you have another way, tell me. I would be. No, I, you, you, what you're saying makes perfect sense, you know, which is. Social annihilation. Of yeah, the, that. Uh, of governments. You know, the latest thing here is our government wants to ban TikTok. You know, they want to get rid of TikTok because they, they say it's. The, the, Chinese Communist Party is getting our information and uh, I can understand that angle but it's a very slippery slippery slope when you start banning things when a government says Actually, when they ban something don't yeah. you think that, that that thing might be of some democracy some reality so like why would they want to ban that 
like <laughs> they are saying they care about our security like seriously what are they saying what's their standpoint well i think talk? also the problem i have with it is i have never seen any actual evidence i mean they they keep on saying the chinese are spying on us through tiktok through tiktok and taking and our information and stealing our information and algorithms and all this nonsense this technical mumbo jumbo but they never actually show any evidence that this yeah. is happening i'm like well where's where's the evidence <laughs> even the journalists they talk about it as though oh of course the chinese are using it to get information but then it's like well, okay show me the evidence and they never do like eddie brock like that thing with eddie brock and yeah. the venom franchise that was amazing right, right. <laughs> you know but well, once you let the government do that then they'll say oh you know what well we need to ban this and we really need to ban that and you know and the government should not be in the business of of banning anything you know yes. so that's the problem i have with it Do you have do you, have you seen the video show? I make sure I will make sure to upload that one. I've been just so busy. Actually, I will even for, if it's just for you to watch mm -hmm. uh, that video. Like uh, there's a video actually. Ha most of the things that got leaked during this time leak, got leaked by people. I mean, yeah, people just recording shit with their cameras. So the, uh, tang that guy in New York. Actually, there are some other videos too. There, mm -hmm. There's this video. He has a, like some guy has recorded from New York, and uh, it's like. Oh, at least a hundred guys from like which they call terrorists from our regime, like literally mm -hmm. have taken refuge there, and the, your police actually helping them to just hide inside their rabbit, whatever. I mean, uh, rat holes. Uh, well, you say rabbit here. It's not the matrix. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and th yeah, Iranians are actually uh, yeah. Most of them uh, they speak double, like they're just smashing just these two languages together. Like the guy is like speaking English, half English, half Persian, just cussing the police, and the f Persian parts are just fucking amazing. We are just number one at cussing, like literally. Was <laughs> made for that, and I that's, was like, oh my god, great. this is amazing. They were saying like, yeah, Iranians in New York were saying like, you are supporting the terrorists. You, you are terrorists too. Yeah. To your police. And they were just trying to, of course, snuff us, but they couldn't, of course, they can't just be like the Iranian regime and kill those Iranians in New York. Right. <laughs> but we had more, we could do more and we are, we have learned how to be brutal with the police. So they couldn't do jack shit. It was amazing. It was Persians and also your people. I mean, yeah, Americans and Persians mixed up. Just going right into the police and actually just, the guy said, just stay here if you have balls. I will just go and grab my gun and shoot you in the head right now. You motherfuckers, you just run to the US now after killing our brothers and sisters in Iran. And it's, yeah, and these guys actually support just hiding you here. I actually have confirmation. Like I know people in person that, yeah have told me showed me photos of yeah guys like that from several other agents actually r r have run to canada actually after that incident the most of them just run to other places mm. right <laughs> like canada see because in canada people don't have free access to guns and stuff like that so they're too scared like just imagine they're the those in new york now if they get right. out of their houses they are dead they're mm. as good as dead And your police can do nothing to stop them. So after that, they just uh, that video just got out. 
just had an impact on the entire planet. It's like the butterfly effect, I guess. It was amazing. I should thank the guy in person one day <laughs> if I see his face. Yeah. yeah, there are other videos too that just get out and you're just, uh, you just keep watching. We keep watching on repeat for fucking ever and you just get high of it. <laughs> hey, listen, Reza, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap the show up. But thanks for calling, I appreciate it. And um, and, and call back, call back again. Team. What's that? I will absolutely make sure and you come. I think let's be heard. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah. I mean, the title you have put on, <laughs> and the show airs. I'm gonna get this right. I think it's 9:30 a.m. your time. It's uh, my time is 11. Actually, oh, it says nine there. No, no. Your, your, your time right now is 11.20 a.m., right? It's midday past. Actually, the government to just fuck everything up even more. It made, did something with this plus 30. I mean, it's plus 3.3 GMT, yeah. Right. So GM, three, it's three GMT plus, plus 3.30, right? Uh, it's like, yeah, yeah. Plus 3.30. I didn't say five because it's hours we're talking. So, mm, it's, it's almost, yeah, it's 12, 22 uh, p.m. here now. Okay, so that's interesting. Did they okay, change yeah. that? Yeah, that's the time on my phone. And the time here on the clock says 11, 22. So which, yeah, what one, time is it? Which one? <laughs> you don't know if it's 11 a.m. now or midday, yeah. Well, Google tells me it's 11, 20 a.m. there now. <laughs> so what time yeah. is it now actually we ask google here now it will tell us something else i mean they are they have their hands dirty with google as well i guess and they just fucking things up like because we don't know what time you are like i was actually talking about this very thing as well that's Should very we bizarre know? man <laughs> what, what time is it let me ask google so for to you it said uh 11 right right a.m right yeah, it's UTC plus 3.30, which would be 11.23 a.m. right now there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm Odd. actually using um, the United States IP address now. So let me see what we can Oh, well, you – so you just – Iran just canceled daylight savings time? Mm. Cancel oh the agreement for time and things like that you mean yeah the daylight you, savings time where you change the clock um for the summer yeah they canceled it yeah right they That's canceled the it. our president canceled ran... it but the computer hasn't <laughs> the oh computer. I see that's interesting yeah because it, it was just canceled last year 2022 let me take a screenshot of this this is crazy like, yeah but my phone is showing up there and what the Google is saying up down here it's just one hour. Difference <laughs> because yeah, I'm actually using your IP address. It says yeah, right. United so States, since you United since States. right because we're in daylight savings time now, and Iran had canceled daylight savings time, so I you're in standard time. My yeah. own IP address. If I am able to, sometimes they just free Google all, but you can't really do jack shit. But maybe I can just say search what time is it, or go to time.ir the IR domain. Yeah. And yeah, I will actually make a post about this. This is really funny. I've been wanting to, but I've been just too busy with other things. How fascinating. <laughs> that... Yeah, thanks. And just how insane is that? Like, what will happen? Like, literally. Like, what are the consequences of this thing? Yeah. The oh, presidency just had some a stupid excuse for that. And I was, I was just, I'm not even sure what the stupid president said. I mean, 
if you could put the title on that guy anyway remember you see i mean yeah so what the shit is this i can't really think of major consequences but uh there, there sure are many right? i know absolutely sure reza i'm gonna let you oh. thanks for calling i really appreciate the call thank you yeah i talked a lot thank you and and, and stay stay safe. safe stay safe <laughs> i try to man. okay man really the, the pleasure was most on my side to be honest thank you i appreciate it thank you and oh so, sorry sorry to cut you off but we will talk more i want you to call again and i guess we'll go with the show starts at 9:30 in the morning there <laughs> if you look on google if you're in if you're in iran and you look on google and ask what time it is in iran <laughs> <laughs> the show starts at 9:30 in the morning there. <laughs> so um and uh let's see is there anything else I wanted to cover and no, I really appreciate that it was unexpected it was unexpected I did have other stuff to talk about but we have two more shows this week so we'll just move it to tomorrow night um but I do want to say that you know yes things could be worse here in the states obviously there are places and Reza has talked about the problems in Iran and how he has to create his own internet and such and provide internet for others but once you start letting the government take away your freedoms and we did this during covid we allowed it during covid and now they know they can do it and once you let them start banning apps and banning social media platforms and so on and so forth and just simply um taking away our freedoms and journalists just basically you know uh parroting what the what the government says what the establishment says without any kind of critical thought they are playing into that they are allowing the government to control the narrative and take away our freedoms and that's it's very scary reza just told you how things are there okay and he does his own part to fight against it and we all have to do our own part to fight against authoritarianism and authoritarian governments everywhere including including right here in the United States okay just because it's not as bad as some other places doesn't mean it can't get there at some point remember that all right so i want to remind everyone the name of this show is and let's be heard and it airs weeknights okay 11 p.m. pacific 2 a.m. eastern and according to google 9:30 a.m. in iran so um make sure you tune in and i will see you back here tomorrow night but until then this is mike chopley reminding you that your influence counts Use it.